Dear Authors is a plot twist conversation with published authors, service providers, and publishing professionals, all discussing the ins and outs of book writing and book publishing. Hello, hello, good people. Welcome back to another episode of the Dear Authors Podcast powered by Open Book Publishing. And Open Book Publishing is a independent publishing company that is woman-owned and operated. And we help leaders and authors publish their nonfiction books in 180 days or less. And so I'm your girl, the senior publisher of Open Book Publishing, Miss Janae Brown. And so I'm super, super excited for today's episode because it is a much needed conversation for us to have about collaborations and influencers as authors, even as publishers and people who are in the literary space. So I'm super, super excited to have my favorite influencer, Miss Forrest, also known as your favorite librarian. So hey, girl, hey. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Thank you, first of all, for having me. And how are you? I am swell, my dear. How are you? (laughs) I am well. You know, I have been looking forward to this conversation, but just collaborating with you, this is really a treat. I'm I'm super excited because I feel like no one gets it like me or sees the world the way I do when it comes to like this mm-hmm. whole like literary space thing. And so I think it's so important to have like fresh perspective. And yes. if anybody got it, okay, <laughs> it's our favorite librarian. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh man, I appreciate you. Absolutely, absolutely. So for those of you guys, for the for the listeners who are under a rock, <laughs> I always say that. <laughs> for the listeners who are under a rock, Forrest, can you share who oh, you yeah. are, what you do, and all that good jazz? Okay, so I'm Forrest. I'm favorite librarian also on many social media platforms. I am a Atlanta-based librarian. I work in tech and sports for a large media company. I'm also a published poet. And recently, Janae, I am one of the newest members to the board of directors for Atlanta Pride. So Girl, stop. Yes, yeah. Look at the Lord. You know. Thank you. So you're one of the first few people I have shared that news with. And now the world through your <laughs> the world. Oh yes. my God. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank See, this you. This is what I was talking about, fresh perspective, because you you dabble in so many different lanes and then bring that back into how does that show up in literature? So I love that. Thank you. It's all about community for me, you know, coming from particularly a black environment that was for us and by us. It's about maintenance and perseverance Mm. and preservation. And so any way that I can center community, but unity and I'm all there. Yeah. Unity is, um, necessary oh yeah right? because it's especially how it shows up in literature i think it's cool to have your own thoughts and your own um opinions but the invitation to others should still be there yeah um, so i love that love 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 that <laughs> so putting on your favorite librarian hat <laughs> yeah, i'm ready i'm ready so you know i got questions okay <laughs> so Authors are now, um, you know, publishing spaces, literary spaces look very different than one once did two decades ago in the 90s, right? 
And mm-hmm. so we always had book reviewers. We always had um, people who were what we used to call skeptics. Remember? Yes. Um, still are. Mm-hmm. Still are, right? <laughs> but now we have this whole new wave of communication, the quality or the opinions that one will have about a book. And so now we have this new space, thanks to digital media, called influencers. Mm-hmm. And it is of an author's best interest to get these endorsements and these partnerships with influencers. But there's so many different types. Mm-hmm. So for share with us, like, what is an influencer? Like, fundamentally, mm. fundamentally, what is an influencer? Fundamentally, what is a collaboration? Mm, okay. <laughs> basics. So fundamentally, an influencer is someone that has utilized the internet as a fulcrum, a platform. First of all, essentially, a fulcrum provides you balance and support. And through that, they're able to provide their influence. And it also can increase viewership on a particular product, a service, an item, or an organization. Mm -hmm. And as many influencers or content creators are finding their niche and their audience, they're able to capitalize off of trends. And at specific intersections where you're a Black woman, whether you're a inspirational or Christian Hispanic woman, or maybe of the cloth, cut of the cloth, you're now able to directly and able to connect with these communities and provide them in measurable resources that major stream, major publications, major press houses have not been able to do so. And so when you see an increase in collaborations, and let me just define that, a collaboration is where not that you're necessarily working with or for someone that is equally yoked, but you're working with someone where you can strengthen a connection or build a rapport. And proper collaborations to me is when you can grow individually and you can help someone else to grow, whether it's both or just one. And I'm looking to see more collaborations from people of color with people of color. I see a lot of collaborations from a lot of non-people of color, and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. But for authentic representation, to authentically not only amplify, amplify, but circulate these um, narratives to communities that are searching for this kind of connection. But this is a moment to relate. Yeah. Effortlessly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how does that look for an author, right? Because you should certainly, the publisher certainly mm-hmm. is in full support of collaborations. Um, and a lot of times authors initially think of um, growing their brand through turning my book into a movie or turning my book into a coaching program, turning my book into a signature speech. And I'm in full support of that. But there is some um, intermediary things that need to happen before to become relevant, if you will. And so how does it benefit an author to partner with influencers and what types of collaborations and um, visual representations, what type of programming, if you will, should come as a um, product, if you will, of those partnerships with those influencers? So it is viable and most essential for any author to collaborate with an influencer on any social media because it helps you to generate notoriety, 
visibility and it helps you to connect to your audience until you are able to put out consistently the content that represents your brand or your tone as a writer. Mm-hmm. And when you collaborate with also other influencers on any different platform, you're able to show reach, you're able to show range. And range is important because yes. so many, and I want to say novice and beginning authors are only focused on the first book, the mm-hmm. first publication. They're not worried about the rollout. What does the market look like? The marketing um, promotion look like? Who am I talking to? Who do I want to promote and circulate this? Who do I want to discuss? And when we think about content, we want to um, itemize it, not only visual, podcasts. Also think about workbook. Also think about different versions of youth, um, graphic novels. Do I want to animate this? Creating your novel or work into an entire feature film should be plan Z because you have already executed and exhausted every other option to capitalize or to monetize off of that one, one title before Mm -hmm. you move on to the next. And there's so many opportunities to grow from that one title where that I really hope that authors become one organized, over communicate with your publisher and editor, say every and mention every idea and dream you have about the book. Because like you mentioned before, either it be a podcast or whether it be a entrepreneurial um, teaching series based upon some of the chapters of the book. That way you can highlight that. That is important. But also let me speak upon the power of your publisher. Your publisher is your best friend. Your publisher also, in that great quote of Iyanla Van Zandt, you may not like me and I invite that. Yes, you're going to have that moment with your publisher. Thank you for it. (laughs) the process. They know exactly what they're talking about. And, you know, let me say this, authors are moved by vision. Yeah. But I believe publishers are moved by the intricate small details. They see the details and the nuances that some authors, some writers, some editors may not know of, be aware of, how to navigate, or even how to define to communicate that. And so when they mention certain things like, hey, maybe we should look about moving into this direction Open your mind to that. It may expose you to an opportunity for your second title. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Thank you, Forrest. Because, <laughs> Thank you. you know, I am, I don't want to say the the dream killer, but I am the dream killer and is how it's a, um, experienced sometimes <laughs> from authors because we have to make things make sense, right? Like how do we um, illustrate and matriculate your vision? How do we make this thing real? Um, and sometimes it might be going down a different path than you anticipated or may look different, right? So thank you for shutting out the publishers. <laughs> you know, and, that, and let me say this, Janae, when I say the power of publishing, I believe that it is the independent and small press and mm-hmm. black owned publishing houses that are going to move and change the way that promoting a book and marketing a book is because many people traditionally think you have to go to a major publishing house like random random house or penguin but like open book publishing and a list of other great black owned and growing publishing houses this is where you're able to truly see intimate relations connections Mm -hmm. to community but also amplifying authentically voices so even with your anthology that you previously put out just in how you crafted that 
the range of artistry in that, it shows that you are, you're serious about the work that you're conducting and committed to. For sure, for sure, for sure. Thank you, love. And so I want to tap back into range because you said something um, that I, I was like, we can't skip over that. <laughs> so you were talking about how um, uh, Black authors, right, are making partnerships with other races, which is fine, but you wanted to see more um, collaboration between Black-owned and Black-owned. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a belief system mm -hmm. that in order to cross over or in order to have velocity in your range mm -hmm. that you have to. So can we talk about the range that is available mm -hmm. amongst your community? When we speak about collaborations, I am hoping to see more Black and Black collaborations specifically. And for example, when you look at children's titles, you'll see a lot of Black illustrators collaborating with white authors or vice versa. See a lot of white illustrators with Black authors. And from the pool of Black genius is Blackness. Yeah. And it is centered in the community and it comes from the experience. It's not a percept, it's not a opinion and it's not an observation of the Black experience. So more authentic own voices. And that's the definition of own voices, that hashtag that you see on many uh, platforms, as well as certain categories of literature. When you go to bookstores or libraries, you'll see own voices. That stories by, from, and illustrated by the specific narrative it's representing. So when I'm thinking of a Black woman or I'm thinking of an anthology of Black women, I'm not looking for it to be edited by a white woman. I'm going to yes. put it back on the shelf and I'm not going to spend my <clears throat> coin. I'm going to vote in another way. And that's how I'm voting as well. I'm saying, one, I'm not going to purchase and two, I'm not going to request. Three, I respect and I am appreciative of that perspective of the Black experience, but I'm looking for the Black experience. Right. And so... I that's why I'm looking more to center more independently published work because they prioritize not only that narrative, that approach, but blackness. And when we speak about blackness in all its complexities, that's the diaspora, that's the Caribbean, that's also Africa, the continent and all the that's countries true. within it, but that's also true. the black experience globally, not just the United States, but you will see so many different and great receptions from Great Britain, from Australia with Aboriginal um, identities. But they're looking for Black literature because it has the same identities and discernment of issues, of injustices, but also complexities of intersectionality. And uh -huh. because they don't see many collaborations that are similar to Black and Black, they're looking for our literature to see how that looks as an infrastructure for their own. And right. so that's why I'm prioritizing just so many great collaborations. And that's why I also love open book publishing, because I believe in the mission and vision you all are, are committed to doing, but the work you are sharing the blueprint uh -huh. you're creating, not, you're not only reiterating that the work is individual, but that it's doable, it's plausible, and this is how you can obtain it. It's reachable. So I love how you create that blueprint for others. Thank you. Thank you. And what I'm hearing you saying is that others are looking at us to be the standard. Yes. Right. Yes. For us to be the standard. And I understand that being the first is um, requires a calling. <laughs> and, and, and it 
requires for you to have the fortitude and the power that didn't come from you to be able to do that. So I'm not minimizing the pressing that's required. Correct. But I also want to show from what Forrest just shared, the simplicity in it. Because collaborations could be editor and graphic designer. Yes. It could be publisher and agent. It could be publisher and influencer. Hey, girl. Like, Forrest is my favorite influencer in the literary space for a reason, right? Because we have like-minded thought. And so I, I really wanted to have a conversation about, like, various types of collaborations that authors should aspire to have and cultivate? How, what types of collaborations could we use to create this blueprint and standard? Oh, yes. And Janae, let me say this as well. When you charge the community, and let me just say the community because I'm specifically speaking to our uh, mm-hmm. tribe, is that you're also making someone conscious of where they're putting their efforts and their money and circulating the Black dollar. Yeah. Because now, not only am I having an opportunity to make money, but also you, and we're increasing visibility for mm-hmm. others to maybe want to collaborate with you or for insight, etc. And I think this is important because it elevates consciousness of seeing how you're seeking opportunities in spaces that aren't afforded or also are for the Black consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alexa, play Legacy by Jay-Z. Huh? Come on, come on. The Alexa, play Legacy. So collaborations or for authors, right? Mm-hmm. There's, we think about, when we think about influencers, a lot of people think about um, you got a product on somebody else's page that has 200,000, 500 million of yes. uh, followers, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us the various types of collaborations that are available to authors. Ah, okay. So there are multiple collaborations. One, there are advanced readers copies available. Not only can you contact publishers, but if you look on their website, let me give you some of my cheat codes. When I'm looking for advanced readers copies from major publishing houses, I go to their pages, HarperCollins, Sourcebooks, ECCO, EcoBooks, go all the way down to the bottom of the page, and I look for their influencer area or their promotional area of their website. And they literally have forms where I can become a part of their distro list, their email distro list, where they'll provide me points where I can obtain copies or I can also collaborate with the author. And this is one area of collaboration. Two, you can also collaborate specifically with a publishing house independently by letting them know, these are my deliverables. These are my impressions monthly. These are my these are my average impressions. This is the viewership and patronage I seek, and I can help to increase it based upon providing me etc. books or a number of books in exchange for this kind of content, visual, um, podcast, audio, however you specifically or directly engage your audience. That's a second collaboration. Three, create your own platform. Create your own platform. It's one thing to go to a publisher or a small press and say, hey, this is my idea. 
but it's also essential and viable to come with your own materials. This is my website. This is, these are all my social media handles that I have obtained. This is my possible LLC. This is my YouTube where I've put some um, reviews on, or these are where I've done some author interviews. These are some um, book discussions I've moderated with this bookstore. That way we see, oh, that's your brand, or this is your specific category of content. Let's explore this other area. It creates a timeline, but it also lets us to sternly see your strengths, things we need to target that aren't your weaknesses, but things we should work on. And three, where your comfort level is. That's why publishers are always considered being the one to cut the, the wings. They're like, hey, we can't be doing that right now. We need you to work on the actual format of this book. Or you need to actually give me a few more 15,000 more words because we're short, baby. Stuff like that. Um, and lastly, let me say this. Open yourself to say no. As a creator, time management, but intentionality. Knowing your brand means you know where your boundaries lie. If you know where you want to go, that also tells you where you're not going to go. Correct. And yes, just because you ex- just because you're an author does not mean we can speak on all topics. Correct. Learn, learn when and what to speak on and when you feel most comfortable. Learn how to approach specific topics. Like, for example, there is a great censorship in a lot of public schools. And a lot of librarians are fearful of speaking out about that publicly because they're like, I may lose my job, especially with how Board of Education's specifically based on state are not able to provide support to these professionals because they don't even know where legislation will go in the next six to eight months. Mm-hmm. So having your own platform where you can separate and still provide your professional opinion, still allows you to engage. And this also is a collaboration, but still allows you to market and also possibly monetize. Once you gain a certain amount of numbers of followers, and I hate to say followers, let's say people that grow with you. Once you have people that grow with you, you're able to monetize. You're able to receive other amenities that the general user of possibly Instagram or Twitter would not have that allows you to maybe gain more resources to reinvest. Yeah. And to add to the last collaboration idea was essentially what um, Forrest is telling you guys is to create your own stage. Yes. Essentially, right? You could partner with influencers Mm -hmm. to have them review your work. You can partner with influencers to ask them to bring you on their show. You can partner with influencers to have them circulate your content on their platforms, which is great. And I am a big proponent of that, right? Because we want to enlarge your ecosystem. But there is power in creating your own stage. And one thing that your own stage does that complements your book and takes it to, I call it like 2.0, your book helps you to establish, especially for my nonfiction authors, your book helps you to establish thought leadership. Come on. And now when you have a stage and you're speaking, you are accelerating that perspective that you are indeed a thought leader yeah. because you can write it. Yeah. But you as an educator, right? You guys know the education background. I knew my students understood the material when they were able to teach it. 
right? Yes. And so it's one thing to write it in a book and that does establish you. I'm, I'm not minimizing that at all, but we now take that to the next level when you're on a stage and we cannot live in the... Um, in the box mm -hmm. where the only time I have a stage is if somebody invites me on it. There is power in having your own stage where you're doing the invitation, where you're doing the outreach, where you have the control of the visual, where you have the control of the narrative, yeah. because now you are a person who is now, uh, you don't have to wait for somebody else to bring you onto theirs because you need to show up with the understanding that I'm it. If mm -hmm. anything, you want me, right? Yeah. And you could further communicate that message by saying, not only have I moderated at this bookstore, not only have I been on such and such as podcasts and got them such and such ratings, but I also have my own. And over here, yes. okay, <laughs> we do it like this. Like your numbers holistically matter. And I think that it's so important to control your narrative in yes. every angle of that control. And so your book does it where you are able to put your thoughts on the sheet of paper and make a permanent statement by saying, this is my thoughts on X topic and you can never erase it. Yes. That was published. It's a permanent statement, which is why I love it. There is the ultimate commitment is when you put something on paper, right? Um, but then you take that further and now you have platforms and stages. Mm -hmm. Now we're able to see your experience and your expression of that thing. And so I really just want us to like really drive home because especially for authors of color, yeah. especially for certain topics, you're not always going to be invited. You're just not. And or you risk being censored. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, that's why like one of Open Book Publishing's pillars, one of our um our pillars, if you are core values, is censor free authorship. Because I want you to say how you really feel. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, that freedom. Um, that exactly. And I think that controlling thought and controlling narrative reproduces a fallacy. It reproduces oh. this idea that's mm -hmm. not true. If we're always curing women to look like this, but that's not what women look like. We are perpetuating a narrative that isn't true, right? right. So we need censor-free authorship, but we also need like censor-free speaking. You also need to, everybody, you, you have to, I remember, um, what's our auntie name? Aunt Tab. Okay. I love Untab. Untab, okay. Untab was on. I can't remember what I was watching her on, but she was talking about how um, somebody gave her a script, and she was like, "Who's saying that?" And she was like, "You know, I'm a trained actress, and I can be in character if you are hiring me for a role. But if you're hiring Tab." You're going to get tapped. But she has won the confidence and the credibility to be able to do that. Come on. Right. Come and on. so if you are consistently in spaces where someone is trying to make you become someone else, mm. you then need to create your own 
collaboration. You need to create your own influence, right? You need to create your own stage. Now, if somebody's um, requiring you to grow or they're pushing you, that's mm -hmm. one thing. But someone who's censoring you is something very different. And mm -hmm. so I support partnering with influencers to get book reviews and to circulate your content and to um, get connections with bookstores and get connections yes. with book agents and librarians. I am in full support of all of that, but I love ownership. And the one thing that we have to be so adamant about owning is our words and our voices. Yes. Come on. And so... As much as I'm encouraging you authors, long story short, <laughs> as much as I'm encouraging you authors to invest and to um, research quality collaborations with influencers, I'm also charging you to become like, your own influencer. Thank you. Come on. Um, and to never censor your voice. Never censor your voice. Yes. Never, never, never. That was, I just had to, so no, my spirit. <laughs> no, I received that. And it's so beautiful what your sentiment on non-censorship. Mm -hmm. It's important because it's so easy to just function in a silo based upon the archetypes of what you see Black authors to do and be mm -hmm. after they put out their work and how to maintain your own platform. So you're, I, I love how you take control of the narrative, but elevate it through your own platform and stage. For I love sure. how you put that. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Now, I'll be over here thanking sometimes. <laughs> you are brilliant. I'm telling you. You are brilliant. And so, thank you, darling. So, a question for you as an influencer. Can we talk about etiquette? Okay. Because yeah. you shared with us how influencers can connect with authors and how influencers can connect with publishers. But how should, okay, we cross our T's and dot our I's, we have respectable boundaries when mm. publishers and authors approach influencers. Mm. Okay. So this is favorite librarians etiquette for collaboration, becoming an editor, and reaching out to professionals in the publishing world. One, go to your Microsoft Word and create a template for responses. So you're not recreating the wheel each and every time. Uniformity is how you eliminate errors or if someone says, we didn't discuss that or that was a part of our contractual agreement. Two, your deliverables reflect your strengths. What can you provide effortlessly and consistently? Anything outside of that is going to be hard based upon life, what you juggle, and what you may want to tackle on new. Three, have a rollout. If you know that you want graphics, if you know you want video clips, if you know that you want something that they're going to need to collaborate or provide to you as well, timeline. Having a timeline in mind and communicate that. Three, over-communicate. Many people speak not literally in other languages, but literally other languages of comprehension of how they express themselves. Over-communicate. One of the great things, and let me just dote on you, Janae, I love the logistics and the way you operate with supporting me through getting on board with our podcast recording and just supporting me with just what the overall experience 
the expectations, what you can contribute, and what you would love to see from me. These were itemized, and these also should be itemized when you seek a collaboration, even insight. When you are seeking insight from a professional, understand there's a level and there's years of credibility they've had to accumulate. So asking for something without a rapport from someone, they may ask you for a fee. Because they they pay money. There's also student loans they got to pay on, baby. Bills yeah. that need to be paid for. Overhead for their business. Thank you. you know, like the platform's cost. Come on. The website costs every year. Come on. Come, you know. And so I, I'm going to need some compensation. And let me also say this. When we speak on Black-on-Black -black collaborations, discounts should be plan Z. It Pay should not be a plan. Don't ask no... <laughs> Thank you. Pay me oh, my let me word. Oh no, you know, we could talk about that. I believe no. if you do ask for a discount, that should be literally years down the line. Pay me my worth. You see I don't, me. I don't think you should ask for a discount. I think you should be offered one. Mm, mm, oh, come oh, hold on. And I said that how I meant it. I don't I that was that censor-free authorship over here. I don't think that you should be when you go into a store, okay. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. go into, we love Target. Okay? Target? We love Target. When you go into Target, they told you what was buy one, get one free. You what? didn't say, can I get this Simply's Lemonade half off? They told you it was buy one, get one free. They Discounts are not <laughs> asked of, they're offered of. They're offered. You're Stop right. Stop doing that. I received that and I will, re I will reiterate that rhetoric. Discounts are offered. They're offered. And here's why authors, because mm. when you become, and I'm going to cut you all off. <laughs> I'm, I'm receiving. You're you helping me. It bothers me. And this is why it bothers me. It's because the moment you become an author, rather you embrace it or not, you are now an entrepreneur. If you have a publishing, if you are um, with a publishing company, if you got publishing services, if you self-publish, whatever the case may be, you are now a you are now a entrepreneur. And the right. reason why that is is because you have a product that you are selling, huh? And yes, you, you do are. not want for people to come up to you and be like, "Oh, that book twenty dollars? Let me get it for sixteen. No. And how you treat others' businesses, okay, mm -hmm. and how you respect them is how you will get that back. Ooh. And you have to operate with a level of integrity and class that you want to receive from your reader community. Come on. And it also creates an image. If you are unwilling to invest, how committed are you? Ooh. Don't do that, authors. When, a, when an influencer has a fee, that's their fee. And you need to do one or two things, one and two things. Know your budget, because if it's out of your budget, it's out of your budget. And that's okay. It but is. to figure out how to get it in your budget, because you have a product to sell. If Forrest tells me to be on her Instagram for a month. It's $200. That means that I need to go push 10 books. You have a product. You have no reason why you can't make money. So if your influencers have a fee, respect that because mm -hmm. so do you. 
I'm sorry. I don't no, no, no. I received about, that. that thing bothered me so much. No, Please you're right. Kind of shortchange people. You're right. It does shortchange and it discounts their value when you look for a discount. They're offered. You're right. I yeah. received that. Yeah, discounts are offered. That should be a requirement for a part of the etiquette. That's what. Okay. Yes, that is a requirement. Etiquette, etiquette. That's what we're talking about. So you said logistics, being Mm -hmm. organized. Mm -hmm. You talked about the deliverables. Mm -hmm. And then I cut you off on the fee. The fee. No discounts. They're offered. They're offered. And um, the last thing I would say of etiquette is uniformity. What I mentioned before, go ahead and have certain things already crafted. These are my fees. If this works for you, I'll send you my mailing address. If this doesn't, we can collaborate on these spaces. Provide opportunities for that way. If it's not, if you are not giving a direct yes for collaboration, let them know there are other areas you are open if they don't meet this requirement or the qualifications of this. That way you provide a space later down the line if they are also open because not that you're burning bridges no no no, that's not what we're doing but if there's a way that you can grow later down the line by having that opportunity still available you're good absolutely and can we circle back to number two was deliverables can you give us some examples of what the deliverables might look like yes so for myself favorite librarian when i collaborate with someone i do not charge for book reviews from independently published um authors or publishing houses and that's because i believe that 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 exchange that collaboration is based upon you providing me a free title of the book and i provide a free review on all platforms the title can be published which also attaches my brand but i also provide that same identical review of your title everywhere on my platforms barnes and noble um walmart books um amazon books and any other uh, place locally as well as online that way there's visibility and collaboration when people see that review and also deliverable for me is on my official um, platforms. Not only um, do I promote it on my platforms, but if someone does ask, because I am an introvert, you know, you know I'm an introvert, I <laughs> will get on camera um, and I will do a author interview or I will verbally promote it. Uh, now, I know you've, you have encouraged me to get out of my shell more. Right. I'm trying. I am Ooh, you know, let me say this, and that's why I share with you me joining the board is one of the few people that I've shared this with first is that I am working on the things that God has exposed to me that have prevented me from growing based upon mm. me self-sabotaging. Yeah. And something that resonates with me and with a few other authors is the imposter syndrome. It is so easy to be like, did I really just create this work? Or am I in the room? And I question myself like that a lot. Like, wait a minute, I'm at this table right now. Do they know that? And I have to sit with that voice and say, wait a minute. I was put here. In the, I was placed here at the table. I didn't arrive. I was handed. I was selected the same way these other individuals are. Let me contribute confidently. And so based on your encouragement, I am trying to lean in more to increase my deliverables so that way I can be on camera. Cause I see with your podcast and I'm like, I can do that. I want to do that. And so being on your, being on this episode with you 
it pours into my cup that forest you can and you can grow similar to Janae and how she is expanding her brand so you know through that and let me speak on this for black women collaborators sisterhood is how you best network yeah there is no element of competition in sisterhood there's come you can see yourself in comparison but there is no competition and when you want to network or elevate look for those not necessarily that are where you want to be that are as passionate committed and are connected to their vision and also seeing other women win yeah oh go ahead i'm sorry what i was gonna say was i think our collaboration um is a great example of how collaboration should be done because Mm. the collaboration as far as work didn't start immediately. We just started DMing each other on social. We just got (laughs) on a Zoom call and was like, I've never met you. Let's have a coffee chat. And if you look through our text messages, like, like, Forrest is telling me take a nap because I had, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we have developed a friendship and the best collaboration is the one that's authentic, right? Because I don't have to be like, oh, I'm going to hit up Forrest because I need blah, blah, blah. Forrest is hitting me up because now we have sisterhood. We have true community. And so understand authors that creating and curating collaborations is a long game it it can be a long game there and granted you're not going to become bffs with everybody and you don't have to because everybody's not your people and they shouldn't be the same way i say everybody's not your reader but that's for a different episode come on (laughs) everybody's not your reader that's okay but i also think that you have to be willing to be patient And that goes back to what Forrest was talking about um, earlier when she was saying, have a timeline. Because if your marketing is dependent on Forrest saying yes, you may not get it. So what you going to do now? Come on. So you need to have a timeline of what you're going to do with your marketing and your promotion. Pre-sell the book, during the book, and as my uh, mentor says, beyond the book. Mm-hmm. And so if that is dependent and contingent on influencers, you might be stuck yes, or delayed. Mm-hmm. And so I really want you to understand authors that when we're talking about collaboration, we're talking about influencers, these are people. It's not an algorithm. So they have um, time frames of their own where Forrest might have an SOP that says, I get back to you in seven days. So if you need her to do something on the first, you need not just be sending it to her right now. You know, if you have, if, if they have a vetting process and if it's a process for them, for example, Forrest has to actually read the book. <laughs> you know, that's going to take book. the whole book. That's going to take time. And so that organization piece is necessary, but that relationship piece is vital. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. changes the game when you have rapport with an individual. And so, like Forrest said, those deliverables matter, but that rapport is a game changer. It is. 
Well, also, Janae, let me add to what you're also saying, because you're beautifully stating it. I arrived to some of this, and let me say insight, after I followed so many people when I created my own stage, as we said, with Instagram. So I sought out other influencers that were doing what I wanted to do or were doing something that I wanted to mimic but change based upon how I provide it. So I found one, other Black librarians. I also found other librarians within my state that I could possibly collaborate or go like, hey, You want to go do some book shopping real quick? Let me get your opinion on this specific subject. Or have you noticed that in Barnes & Noble, they never provide any comparative literature for X, Y, and Z? So let me go and provide that on my platform. We're able to sternly acknowledge needs and wants in our community. And two, look at people's follow list. That way you can also find community there. Comment, relate to people, how we develop our relationship authentically. Barren bones do that as well. So, yes. Mm-hmm. And what you just speak of to me segues perfectly into my next question is due diligence. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all know I always say and I drive my authors crazy. Everybody's not your reader. Boris just told us everybody ain't your person. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure my good sis will also believe every influencer ain't your influencer. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What should our authors do to ensure that this is an influencer who indeed they should desire to form a relationship professionally with? What does due diligence look like? Ah, doing your due diligence is similar to how you select a book. One, Mm -hmm. look at their feed, see what kind of authorship do they promote, what kind of subject, the cultural narrative. Think of it in a percentage. If you had to think of a pie chart, is it 60% African-American or is it 25% or do they only promote things based upon trends? That lets you know how they capitalize. Two, Look at the hashtags that they use and follow certain TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube allow you to follow certain hashtags, but also see the hashtag people follow or contribute to. So when you see own voices, when I see Black authors, I go and immediately follow that hashtag so I can see who contributes to that, what is the next narrative, what's popular, what's recent, so I can contribute to that, so I can explore that and see why it's popular, or I can give my opinion on my own platform of why I don't like it. That way, I'm not being what I like to call a Debbie Downer, people that go to specific posts and say, this is horrible, but I've never read it, cannot give me an insightful or cited or references on their opinion, that is an informed decision and opinion, or can give me a platform where they provide consistent criticism or critique on that kind of content. And so it is important Mm -hmm. that you look for that when you look at to whom to follow and to who to see as far as direction to take from. And let me also say this, look how they engage their audience. Do they just post and never respond to comments? Do they ever engage their stories? Do they highlight and preserve their most reached stories and posts? Do they pin them? Do they pin comments? Do they correspond with people that are always regulars on their page? This lets you know also how they create rapport, sisterhood, bonds, but connections. So 
if you truly want to create a community, and like I mentioned before, I've created a community with people I've met and also have virtually never met on social media because of how we relate our relativity, but our like-mindedness. And so I encourage others to seek community through these um, items that I've mentioned to prioritize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I said, it is a long game and due diligence have to extend beyond saying like, oh, they're a children's book influencer. I wrote a fantasy book. Beyond that, are their values aligned? Can they sincerely um, return on what they say? Because a lot of people's followers are purchased. You know, <laughs> lots of followers are purchased. So it's it's really important, authors, to make sure that you do your due diligence and also to make sure that you are diligent in your performance when um, reaching out and doing outreach for these influencers. Okay. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I would... I would, to second that, Janae, I would say prioritize, and I know this may come off as biased, but it is the best approach, prioritize librarians, then book bloggers, because librarians will be able to provide your referral or people reference or directionally navigate you to someone that may best uplift your product, brand, or service if they aren't, compared to a book blogger that may be beginning, starting, or may only know how to reach their audience. And a librarian also can help, not all, but some can help to support you on how is the best pursuit to get your title in a book or in their state or on WorldCat. So before Hmm. I finish, let me mention this. WorldCat is a great online platform that all librarians and library and information professionals use. It shows you where one title is, whether it's independently published, majorly published, where it is in the world. That's why it's called WorldCat. It lets you know it's IBSN. It lets you know how many copies are within a 10, 20, or 1,000 mile radius, the, um, the institution that provides it, the publisher, and also other items from the publisher which is why I encourage independently or small owned publish or press to create a platform or make sure that you are visible on WorldCat because mm. when people cannot purchase your title or check it out at a public library, those that utilize WorldCat to find where it is in the world can know how much it is, where it is, etc. WorldCat. Mm-hmm. Oh, she just gave WorldCat. us a yeah, the girl cat that or she just gave us good homework. Yes. Doris, look, I'm so glad that you came on my show. Oh, this is so fun. This it, is a blessing and a joy, too. Oh my god, it's so 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 good. <laughs> so 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 good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so before we wrap up for us, tell us where we can connect with you, what you got coming up next, and all those great things. Okay, so you can connect with me at my official website, www.favoritelibrarian.com. Uh, season two of episode, uh, season two of Favorite Librarian, the podcast will be released March of this year, 2023. I'm so excited. Uh, you can check me on all my official social medias, Instagram, Favorite Librarian, as well as my uh, Twitter, Miss Horace No Gump. All of that is provided in uh, the links of all my bios. And check 
out and stay tuned for Atlanta Pride as I am a new board member. So I'm looking to see a greater representation. So yes. And so just more collaborations like this. I'm so appreciative of you, Janae, and just all that you do, not only for the community, but for the lit, the written word. Yeah. And the craftsmanship that goes behind it. Let me just say thank you for your commitment to the craftsmanship and the work that goes behind the written word and continuing Black excellence. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Forrest always be having me about to cry. Okay, it took me an hour and a half to put this makeup on. We're not doing that. <laughs> you look great through that red. Girl, you look good. I love you so much. I, love I, I you really, too. really, really honor you. You are my sister friend. Seriously. <laughs> Can y'all tell? <laughs> so in love. But before we close authors, you know, we always close with our dear authors affirmation. Mm-hmm. And our affirmation today is dear authors curate community. Mm-hmm. And curate community beyond your reader community, but your peer community and collaboration communities. Remember that collaborations are not just a book reviewer or a blogger. It could be who you select as your editor. It can be who you select as your um, graphic designer for your book. Ensure that you are um, intentional about who you align with while you navigate and you journey through your author experience. Be very intentional about curating your community. You get to determine who is in your community. Okay, you get to you get to determine. So do that fiercely. Understand and own that responsibility and that liberty because we didn't always have that. Okay, all right, authors. That is all for this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Be sure to follow um, Open Book Publishing on OB Publishing everywhere. Also, our website is www.obpublishing.com. And until next time, good people, be well. The Dear Authors Podcast is powered by Open Book Publishing. Stay tuned for a quick commercial for our authors. Hey authors, are you tired of people telling you you should write a book? Have you started writing and hit a wall and wondered if your book will even make the bestsellers list? Grab your copy of Publish Like the Pros by Janae Brown to learn how to execute a three-step publishing formula while you also develop the mindset and emotional stamina to publish your first book like a seasoned pro. To join the waiting list to grab your pre-sale autographed copy, visit www.ob publishing.com slash link tree this heater's mad loud <laughs> and it's getting louder okay i'm gonna do it again <laughs>